at cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. It sure is, Matt and Alex. Hope you are well this morning or whenever you're listening. Um, some tough times still going through the world. It doesn't look like uh, things are going to change overnight, but we're here to get you through it all. That is it. Um, I tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't drag myself away from the, the screens yesterday, Matt O'Kine. I got onto this Periscope. Remember Periscope, the app? Yes. I found a live Periscope stream from the Washington protests uh, where it was where not too much was happening other than a bit of yelling and the police standing there in front of the front of the gates. But I just stood there, well, lay lay there for half an hour watching this live stream. It's it's pretty incredible stuff. Um, not the least of which footage coming out of Australian journalists being caught up in it. And in fact, we've actually got the Seven News US correspondent Amelia Brace. You might have seen her and her cameraman being attacked by the police, trying to get people protesters out of an area. It was prior to when this curfew was meant to be coming in, they went a bit about half an hour early uh, for the president to have a photo shoot in the area they were occupying and she was caught up in it. It's It's gone massive and we're lucky enough to have Amelia talking to us uh, very, very soon. We're going to get her on the phone and, and see what it's like in the midst of these protests. Yeah, it's full on. Um, but we're also keeping things a little bit light. We've got an issue to be to be uh, resolved in the low court of Australia. I've also got another special guest who's going to be joining us later. But enough about that. Oh. Let's get into the big news. It is All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Hope you're well. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt, pretty incredible footage coming out of the US yesterday, particularly in Washington, D.C., where a number of Australian correspondents were caught up in the the madness of the protests outside the White House and the push by police uh, pushing them out uh, away from a church in which Donald Trump was very keen to have a photo taken in front of. One of those was uh, Seven News US correspondent Amelia Brace. This was actually went on live on television on uh, on Tuesday morning. Guys, we've just had to run about a block as police moved in. We've been uh, fired at with rubber bullets. My cameraman has been hit. Uh, we've also seen tear gas being used. Here we go, they're moving through again. This is exactly what it looks like. Exactly what it looks like. We're just staying safely. Oh. Whoa. Um, oh. Amelia, can you hear us? Amelia, are you okay? Or your cameraman? Yes, I am. I am. You heard us yelling there. It was quite um, remarkable to witness live on television. We are so fortunate now on All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex to have a bit of a battered and bruised Amelia Brace, Seven News US correspondent with us on the phone. Amelia, how are you? Uh, Battered and bruised is exactly the right word uh, and a little bit rattled. It it was as terrifying as it sounded and the problem was there was just no way to get out. We really got Mm. cornered there uh, and as much as we were trying to get away, there there was nothing we could do. We were getting uh, hit with rubber bullets, which, let me tell you, do not feel like rubber when they hit you. Uh, I got hit in the back quite hard with a baton by a police officer, uh, and my cameraman, Tim, got hit really hard in the stomach. So uh, we were doing our best to get out of there, and and then we um, copped a face full of tear gas, which uh, made everything a lot harder. It just makes it almost impossible to breathe. Uh, And you could probably hear in that audio, I was really uh, panting and finding it hard to get my words out, and that was because of that tear gas so an absolutely terrifying experience absolutely Amelia, can you tell us uh, where exactly you were and what you were doing and, and why the the riot police were so forceful in this uh 
in this event? Yeah, we, we were uh, immediately at the front of the White House and this is an area that where people have been protesting, well, for centuries, but very much so in the last uh, three or four days. And each night, they've uh, actually just last night for the first time, they brought in a curfew at 11pm and uh, we went down uh, and we were behind the police line for that curfew and we saw uh, the violence scenes that erupted. There are a number of fires lit, including on the uh, grounds in front of the White House, the church that Donald Trump actually went to was set alight. Uh, so it was in- incredible to see. So we had no intention of being in there when the curfew came in place. But the problem was the police moved in before it did. And we now know that that was because they wanted to clear that area for Donald Trump to visit that church. But what it meant is there were uh, thousands of people there who were protesting legally. They There was no reason that they should have been made to move on, especially facing violence and tear gas and, uh, uh, you know, rubber bullets and the likes and and obviously as media uh, no curfew applies to us we were allowed there at any time of night we were walking around there uh, last night with our media id quite safely but today we were clearly media and uh they just turned on us in that moment and it was uh very confusing and and you could possibly hear me yelling uh in that moment media media trying to make it clear that we are allowed to be standing there but uh there there was just nothing that could be said to stop them no and even even with your your cries of media i mean even if you weren't part of the media and you were running the opposite direction to the police and you copped, as you mentioned, a baton to the back. Did you feel like this was fair treatment? No, absolutely not. And it, that was possibly the, the scariest part of it is we were trying to get away. We didn't want to be in the way. It's not like we were turning around and trying to film them or interview them or bounce them. We were running as fast as we could to get away from them and as soon as they got close enough they they were lashing out and and that's what was really terrifying and and there were protesters who would take a few steps and turn around and try to go back I'm not saying that they weren't but there were plenty of people like us that were just desperately trying to get out of that situation Uh, and it's such a baffling thing for me to be scared of the police for them to not be the ones that you turn to for help. Mm. They were the ones we were running from. And it ended up being about half an hour. Every time we got away and, and tried to take a breath or tried to wash our face or drink some water to get rid of that tear gas, they, they'd come around again at one stage on horseback even. Uh, and so it just felt like it was this incredibly long period of running around the streets, almost trying to hide, but too scared to hide in case they found you. And it really wasn't until we were inside our hotel that we felt any sort of safety. Wow. Amelia, as a journalist and part of the free press, uh, there's we've seen a lot of different, basically, attacks on journalists in these situations. Is it kind of creating a, a, a negative sentiment between you and fellow journalists that are supposed to be keeping a super neutral position on this, but it's hard to when acts of violence are actually kind of being taken out on you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's so ironic when what we're reporting on are protests over police brutality and we're we're copying police brutality, which really says a lot about uh, the issues in this country. But here, usually we find a a huge amount of respect for the media. I would say almost more so than in Australia in terms of the access we get. We are usually basically allowed to walk wherever police go or 
uh, wherever politicians go and it, it usually is very open but of course there is this new rhetoric from the president of fake news and and people are getting swept up in that and and even today from protesters we were getting targeted not violently but verbally uh, and there is kind of that sentiment shifting and I had to say to someone we're here trying to tell your story and you're screaming at me in the live cross that mm. is making my job hard and that person actually came up and apologized to me later. And I don't think until people take a breath and realize that we're doing our job and our job is to report the facts and people needed to know what happened in that park today, even if we didn't get caught up in it because people were peacefully protesting and they were tear gassed and they were hit with rubber bullets in front of the White House in the United States of America. And that's what this story should be. And, and the fact that we got swept up in it just shows how indiscriminate it was. It wasn't just people who were doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. And then how does it feel to get back to your hotel room, Amelia? Look down at the bruises that you have from this. Uh, and then on Twitter, see the White House that you were standing in front of, the official White House Twitter put out a, a patriotic video of Donald Trump walking in slow motion to the church, holding up a Bible, and then walking back with this this swirling, um, yeah, music, which I can only describe as attempting to be to be patriotic. If anything, it just explained why it happened so quickly because we were just baffled about why this huge rush happened. And as soon as we saw those pictures, we were like, oh, okay makes sense. It's not right, but it, it at least makes sense. Uh, in terms of the bruises, they're probably more welts, to be honest. It's almost <laughs> like being hit with a paint gun. It's, yeah, um, damn. Not an enjoyable experience, but uh, the, the one um, solace I can have is, is that I knew that they were armed with rubber bullets because the pain you feel when you first get hit, if you didn't know they were rubber, it, it would be terrifying because you would think that you'd been shot, especially here. Um, so, so that is the one solace I can take from it, that it, I knew in the least uh, that I was getting hit with rubber bullets and, and not real ones. It was definitely a real button, though. I can vouch for that. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and a real shield that your uh, your cameraman, Tim, uh, got hit with, which we saw via footage, not only from his own camera, but another news crew managed to capture the moment where a policeman swung his arm around a, uh, a, a little structure that Tim was hiding behind to collect him in the chest. Is, is he okay? He is okay. He is okay. Uh, he also got hit by some bullets. Uh, and again, it was the, the tear gas that affected him more than anything. Um, but that was even remarkable to listen to that footage, which was from a, a, an American broadcaster. And you could hear as they're speaking, they're saying, oh, no, that's the media. That's mm. the camera crew. That's the press. It's just known that the press is out of bounds. And it's not that we're different to anyone else or that we're superior to anyone else. It's that we're neutral. We are meant to stand in the middle and that's where we were standing in between the protesters and the police trying to tell a story from two sides, not to get caught in the middle. Has the sort of intimidation from the the uh, various riot polices, is it working? Are you worried to step in, you know, tomorrow or you, does it sort of fuel you to go even harder into the more dangerous areas? Well, it's just not possible right now, to be honest. I just um, ducked downstairs a moment ago to try to go out and, and do our 4pm uh, live cross for 7 News. And we were metres from our hotel door and told to go back inside. And we had our press badges and we said, no, we're media, we're exempt, we're allowed out. And this is the secret service. This is not police. This is stepped up a notch. And they just would not have a bar of it. We were immediately told that we were not allowed on the streets, despite the fact that we are. Uh, so we just had to do that cross from 
right out the front on the footpath outside our hotel. So I don't know whether we'll get the option about going back out there, which, again, is such a shame for a free press and for democracy. Tell you what, it's been a pretty wild 24 hours for you, Amelia Brace. The Seven News correspondent are joining us uh, right here from Washington, D.C. We're going to let you get back to it. You've been doing some incredible work. Please stay safe. Have you managed to talk to your family? Have you uh, been in touch with them? You get to have a little time to uh, take a breath and uh, talk to the loved ones? Yeah, I've spoken to my mum and my uh, little niece, who is very, very worried. Uh, my dad called my fiancé and my cameraman, but uh, wasn't too keen to talk to me, so I think that means I'm in trouble with that, which probably makes sense. <laughs> oh, good to see you. Just oh, well, once you home. <laughs> yeah, you're doing an incredible job, Amelia. Thank you so much for joining us on Matt and Alex All, all Day Breakfast, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. No worries, guys. Thanks so much. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. No, I feel a buzz. Look, there's a lot of wrongs going on in the world, so it's only fair that we uh, we write some of them. And we're not uh, qualified to write these big boys. There's a few <laughs> no, big wrongs. That's some huge which are wrongs. rightfully getting a lot of attention. Now, Matt and I are not qualified to write those wrongs. No, no. I I almost failed legal studies in year eleven. Yeah, so. Uh, so, but I did do legal studies, so I am qualified to write some things. They're just the very small, tiny, exactly. minuscule things. No, Matt and I stay in our lane, and that is talking about the most trivial issues facing Australians right now. That's why we have presented not the High Court of Australia, not the Supreme Court of Australia, but the Low Court of Australia. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt and Alex's Low Court of Australia. Yes, we are the judges of the Low Court of Australia, um, presiding over your minuscule issues. Uh, we were lucky enough to get in touch uh, with Matt. Matt got in touch with us, uh, one half of a duo called Matt and Alexa. Yesterday we spoke to Matt and Alex from a sports podcast, and now we're talking to Matt and Alexa. Hello, Matt. G'day, g'day. We were so close to being another Matt and Alex. Oh, I'm sure we could abbreviate uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex's name. That, that's fine. Just do a cut off there. But you got in touch with us because you do have an issue which you think can only be settled by our judges, Matt and Alex, in the low court of Australia. Uh, the floor is yours for uh, presenting the case and opening arguments. Go right ahead. Uh, beautiful. I, I do want to first put out a quick apology that this could be the low court of Australia, a bit of a waste of time because it's such a clean-cut issue. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you get cocky with us, young man, all right? We'll decide whether it's clean-cut or not. Now, you keep okay, going, okay. please. So, here, here's the deal. Last, not the weekend just gone, the weekend before that, we're having some vinos. The red wine's going down nicely. Mm-hmm. I started singing the classic Ain't Alive by the Bee Gees. And... That's the one. Absolute banger. Okay. But well, this is a cappella. You didn't sing it with uh, the karaoke. No, I just, no, it wasn't karaoke. It was just, you know, freestyle and out on the porch kind of thing. You weren't uh, giving and anyone CPR at the time and using the singing. This wasn't a <laughs> life threatening situation. It was just a catchy song. It was just a catchy song. But then Alexa goes, That's the Scissor Sisters. <laughs> and I say, No, I, cu- I couldn't think of who it was, but I knew it wasn't Scissor Sisters. And she was very adamant. No, it's definitely the Scissor Sisters, Alexa was saying. And I go, should we bet on it? And she said, yeah, we'll bet. $100 bet it was. And Oof. we shook hands. There was two other witnesses to this shaking of hands. Uh, yeah, the bet was, this is definitely not Scissor Sisters. Shook hands. I Googled it. Lo and behold, it's the Bee Gees. And now Alexa is saying, 
she's just refusing to pay. She says, it's a silly bet. And I say, yes, it is a silly bet. Like, you lost the silly bet. <laughs> you made it. You made the silly bet. And so I you feel you you are owed $100? That's right. Can we, can we please ask about your relationship with the defendant? This is my girlfriend of eight years. First time we've gone to court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it won't be the last, my friend. No. Well, we'll um, see. Right. We'll see. Uh, let, Alexa joins us as well. Hello, Alexa. Hello. Now, uh, was that retelling of the tale accurate or would you like to add or subtract anything? I think it was slightly accurate. I will just say there was more than a few lines going down. Okay. So <laughs> my inability to, uh, you know, realise that it wasn't the scissors, scissors was probably due to that. Mm. Um, oh. But also, okay. I'm pretty sure that he already knew that it wasn't the Scissor Sisters before placing the bet. So really, I did know. he did me dirty. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is the Probably whole point so of placing, I mean, like, yeah, he knows. That's that's the right yeah, thing to do when you place a bet. If I knew Bukabi Diva you was going to win three in a row, I would have put a bit of money down as well. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, okay, well this is interesting as well, okay, Alexa, because I I'm I'm no lawyer lawyer and I didn't even do legal studies in your 11. And so I'm probably the least qualified amongst anyone to say anything. But from what I think, being inebriated is not an excuse for crimes, but it's Oof. also if you're the victim, a person can't say well they were inebriated and the the person committing the crime is uh is taking advantage of someone. So I don't know where this stands, where this falls in it. Matt O'Kine, Legal Studies Year 11. Well, I mean, I think that if it was just a verbal contract, I would be willing to let that pass as something that was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But I, I believe you actually took the time to shake hands with the plaintiff? Mm, maybe. As I said, oh, I no. Yeah, <laughs> okay, well, I'm pretty sure that the hand well, was two shaken. I've heard two witnesses hand. saw the, the, the handshake. Hand. Hand. Is that correct, Matt? Yes, it is correct. Okay. Two people saw it. This is what I think Alexa might have been confused with. Yes. I don't feel like that. So, uh, very high voice. I mean, they are... Similar-ish, different eras, but certainly potentially an influence on the Scissor Sisters were the BJGs in that song, Staying Alive. Now, as someone who has bet many people a million dollars in the past and they have refused to pay up, okay, <laughs> I'm feeling your pain, Matt, in that I am owed a couple of million dollars from people I've bet. Now, if I went to court, I think the judges would throw that out. All right, that is a silly bet. The question I think we need to ask ourselves, Matt O'Kine, is... Was Matt wily enough to bet an amount that should be given over? Mm. At what point does the money become silly money and the bet should be disregarded? <laughs> Were you thinking, I'm going to bet just enough that she'll pay me the money if this comes down to just, it? No, nah, no. Nah, there was definitely, like Alexa said, a lot of wine had gone down. There was not <laughs> that much thought. <laughs> okay, you just, just, thinking, you yeah, just threw out a number. Bucks. You just said 100 bucks because that's like a good yeah. amount. Hey, can I, yeah, can I ask... Seems, yeah. Have you guys made lots of bets in the past? Ooh, and if question. so, no. what's Alexa's history in <laughs> following through with her result? I'm glad this is brought up. We, we don't bet. We've never bet. But we do use the age-old shotgun rule. Oh, and okay. Approximately, it was probably about a year, a year and a half ago, we had to stop the shotgun rule because Alexa would only, <laughs> like, she would only accept the shotgun outing if it was in her favour. 
So what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander, I think is what we're finding here. All right. Well, I think I think we've heard enough. Alexa, we decree oh, no. that you need to declare bankruptcy. You need to become insolvent. And uh, I think then, uh, Matt, you're going to have to chase up the $100 from the liquidators of Alexa as a person. But... We also request a bit of community service from you, Alexa. Uh, no fine on this particular day. Oh, brilliant. But we are going to have mm. to hear a couple of bars of Staying Alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Take it away whenever no. you're ready. <laughs> I don't even know this song. Well, well, all you need to know is... All you know, can sing, I, I, I don't feel like Staying Alive. <laughs> ha, 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 Staying Alive, Staying Alive. Oh, that was pretty bravo. good. That was pretty good. Yeah, Congratulations. Adjourned. Well done. Um, and I'll, I'll throw in a little, little top. You sh- next time you go out for breakfast, it's your shout. Okay, Alexa. There we go. Another little sweet <laughs> note. Sweet Thanks, note. Matt. Thanks, Alexa. Thanks, guys. Uh, oh, no. Thank you. Uh, some more happy customers, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> if you have <laughs> a dispute that you would like resolved by uh, Chief Justices Matt and Alex, please get in touch with us via the matt.and.alex Instagram or our Discord or, I don't know, send us a letter. I smell toast. All day breakfast. Yes, Matt O'Kine. It has been a big week, uh, not the least of which I, my girlfriend was on the show, uh, surprisingly enough to me. You, you requested her to come on and ask about a relationship. So I thought it's only fair. The, the people were breaking down our doors uh, to hear from the other side. And so I'd like to welcome to the show right now, Matt's partner, Belle. Hey, Belinda. Hello, what? Alex. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> what the hell are you? No, you didn't tell me this was going to happen. Where's Sophia? She's sitting in her high chair, just oh. woke up, so I'm on time. There we go. Well, you, we, thank you, you for joining us, Belle. Um, Matt O'Connor was very insistent that my partner came on the show yesterday. It was a raging success. Everyone yeah. loved it, including myself, uh, having our, uh, our uh, love brought out to the world. So we thought it's good to get your love brought out to the world. Um, <laughs> how, how long have you, you and Matt been together? We've been together almost five years. Did you oh. know about this? I found out after after you left for work. God damn it. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me <laughs> to Sam, did you know? <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is good stuff. It's good to have surprise guests on the radio. That's what we know. Um, where did you first meet? Uh, we met very traditionally just out at a bar in Brisbane. I was can, living no, in Brisbane at the can time. Can I just clarify, now that we're live <laughs> on air, I, I am going to just say... That Belinda shot me the no, the most sultry true. eyes across no. the bar you've ever seen. Oh, she was not all eyes on me. All. I was, was just with some laser eyes across. The room. <laughs> I walked towards the bathroom. He gave me a laser stare across. No, no. Oh, well, no, no, I got to say, no. never cross the beams. Never cross the beams because <laughs> magic happens when that when that goes on. But who talked to who first? Well. Matt was staring at me and I, I was actually out with a friend um, who was talking to a guy and I felt like a bit of a third wheel. And so I was kind of meandering around um, and because he was staring so intently at me, <laughs> I think I weighed at him. <laughs> I, you, you made multiple trips to the bathroom, I'll tell you that much. You walked past a lot. You must have had a very faulty bladder at the time because you were doing laps of the building. By that Not true. Um, oh, very but good. Yes. No, but you know what? You know what struck me um, as such a, a nice thing that Belle, Belle approached um, because she asked me 
how I was, as opposed to a lot of people who, you know, um, go, oi, you got to give her your selfie, bro. Like that sort of thing. So it's like, no, you have to, you have to give me a, you got to do a Snapchat and tell my mate he's a dickhead. Or went to high five you and then pull her hand away. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Or tell me that they hate my, you know, show or whatever. So it was like nice to, uh, it's nice to have someone just ask, hey, how is your holiday? Because we were on break from uh, from Triple J at the time. Oh, that was very cute. So yeah, we and, chatted a bit. And then five years later, you you live together. You have a child together. How how's Matt been as a, as a dad? How's the how's the daddy Matt going? He's an incredible dad. I mean, Sophia is so lucky. He has character voices that he does for all of her books. Oh, um, really? Which ones, Matt? <laughs> Which, which character voices do you do? And can this you do em- them right now? No, this is embarrassing. <laughs> okay, there's a guy. Look, we've got a little BFG doll. I call him Benedict, okay? He works on London's famous North End, <laughs> which is not as famous as London's famous West End. How and many, how much of a backstory? Like he goes, hello, Sophia. Come see a show on the North End. It's much better than the West End. And then he sings songs like Beyonce. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> see, look, okay, come on. Now enough's enough. Hey, actually, while while you're here, Belle, can we let's talk about um how you know our first date because Dyson, you were actually there when we sort of first met. I was. We were out it's together. True. You said, oh, I've met this my really nice girl. She's coming along tonight. Um, and I and I witnessed it. I later found out because so, I was in um, Sydney for a work conference and I later found out that Matt said to you and his friend, Laura, you're at, a, you're at a bar on Oxford Street that had a big high balcony and he said, look, I really don't know much about this person so if this whole meetup is a real dud, I'm just going to jump over this balcony and <laughs> run away, Homer Simpson style. <laughs> Down the street, okay. never to be seen again. Okay. Yeah, I, I, okay. I think that's, I recall that quite quite well. Yeah, that you have spot on memory, just, Belle. I didn't hop the balcony railing and run you off, did, did I? I you spotted did. her across the room again and went, oh, she's beautiful. We chatted, we hit it off. And then, all right, and this is a, this is a, this is a challenge to you, the listener, okay, <laughs> because uh, Belle and I hung out. The, the following weekend, I knew I was going to be hosting an awards night, okay? And quite I, and I, um, and we were, and, and, you know, Belinda lived in Brisbane at the time, uh, and the awards night was in Brisbane. And I told her, look, I'm actually going to be up in Brisbane next weekend for this awards night. So maybe you'd like to come along. And she said, oh, is this the Brisbane Advertising and Design Awards? And I was like, oh, yes. How do you know? You know, I'm due to host it. And she said, oh, well. Oh well, okay. Well, I've I've actually been nominated for an award. No, I, I didn't. I didn't know that I'd, I'd entered an awards category. I'd, I didn't think I'd been shortlisted. I didn't think I was going to win. All right, but, but you, you okay? You knew about it. But then, anyways, uh, during that week, I get a message from Belinda, and she says, "Hey, look, just letting you know, I've been nominated, and the organisers have advised that I turn up to the event. Okay, it has <laughs> nothing to do with you. I'm just letting you know." <laughs> You try so not to play too keen there, so don't like I, don't I think. Want, I didn't want it to seem as though Matt had told me he was going to be at these awards, and I said, "Oh, all right." And Suddenly, you're out buying dresses and tickets to the awards <laughs> and writing ads and stuff so you can get nominated. But no, and then but when she sent the message, I was looking at the nominees list, and I already and I had the the you know the MC speech, so I had the winners already <laughs> highlighted, and I saw her name. I was like, "I know, I know, you're going to be there." And so that Saturday, I hosted the night. Belle was there in the crowd, and 
she won an award, which I handed to her on stage, and it was a very sweet moment. And, no, I just need to interject there and say that when I walked on the stage, Matt called my name, he shook my hand, and then he gave me a sly wink with the eye. Oh! That the <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's right. a little wink, my man. I did do. Wow. I mean, it was, what I mean, a player. No, no. <laughs> Look, it's it's very hard to wink and not be creepy, but I pulled it off that night. I'll tell you that. He much. pulled off the one <laughs> wink in the world that wasn't creepy. Well done, Matt. And thank you so much, Belle, for jumping on the radio. Very cool Welcome. to have you as part of the show. Thanks, and, uh, Belle. All the best I love you. It. Say hi to Sophia. I will do. Bye. Bye. Oh, the good wholesome content there, Matt. Or should I say, Benedict. <laughs> yes, Matt O'Kine, uh, quarantine, self-isolation does give you a lot of time for self-reflection. Some of that is internal. Other times, mm-hmm. it's external. I was looking in the mirror the other day and found hidden... Amongst my eyebrows, a super long hair. Oh. Now, I'm not sure if you could see this. I can't see the hair, but I can see your fingers. And if they're... Look how long... If your fingers have a hair between them and that is the extent of that hair to which you're reaching, then, yeah, that's a long hair. I've actually... I brought the tape measure. Oh. Um, and I'm going to actually measure this hair because I. it is quite remarkable in my top... Left eyebrow. The way you're the way you're pulling it, 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 it freaks me out a bit. Like, cause your your eyebrows sort of coming with it a bit. It is four point two centimeters, forty two <sighs> millimeters hair in the eyebrow, which I think is it's pretty respectable. Have you go- have you googled who has the longest eyebrow hair? Not sure about the world record for longest eyebrow hair. I have not looked into it. I'll allow you to do that, but it's it's not the only one I have in my body. I've got a mole on my shoulder with quite a long random hair, and it, why is it that the random hairs? are always the long ones. You know, if you've got a single random hair somewhere, it never just gets to normal length and gives up. It just keeps going. Well, all of it the... It don't quit. Well, it's like it's like the queen bee. Do you know what I mean? It's like all the hairs around it are just designed to ensure that one <laughs> long hair gets its survival. I had a friend who was um, gunning for the longest nipple hair. Oh, how'd they while. go? I got a pretty good one. They yeah. got close. I think they got to double digits. Whoa. Which is very long, I think. I right. think, and it was long. I, 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 I've got a photo somewhere, but but the longest nipple hair is seventeen centimeters. Okay. I mean, it, like if you see a picture of this, it, it's basically down to the belly button. Well, we thought we'd ask you for your long random hairs. We'll have a bit of a you know an Australia wide, worldwide. Why not worldwide competition? The Olympics are cancelled. Let's do this. Uh, what's your longest random hair? Let us know. We've actually got Olivia on the phone. Happy birthday, Olivia! Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's very exciting. So exciting. Uh, doing anything this year? I mean, it's not great for big parties, our current situation, but you got, got anything planned? Yeah, um, my boyfriend's making me pancakes for breakfast. We're doing pancakes and mimosas. Oh, delightful. Oh, nice. Thinking um, about yeah. getting your long hair your long hair permed or something like that, <laughs> just a single, single perming of a single hair. Um, no. Olivia, wh- where is your hair, by the way? Um, it's on my cheek, just under my eye. Okay. What length are we getting it to? Uh, I'd say it's like five or six centimetres. Whoa. Whoa. Now it's, are you a little bit like me, Olivia, and you become a little bit maternal for your long hair? Like I yeah. really want to protect it. And people are like, pluck it out. And I'm like, no, give it a yeah. chance. 
I used to pull it out when I was a kid because I hated it. But mm. now I'm like, no, I want it to grow. I want it to be nice and long. I do and find a few on my neck as well, but they're quite blonde. You don't see them grow, so you can't yeah, get rid of them. mine's blonde. You've got to wait till like, the light hits it. <laughs> and are we talking, like, does it jut straight out and sort of poke anyone you're, you're pashing, or is it like yeah, a curly yeah, number? Yeah, straight. Yeah, no, is I've it really? out with it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so... Does I mean, how does your partner feel about it? Does he kind of play with it? Hey, I, you know what? I don't think he's noticed yet. <laughs> we haven't been wow. dating that long. It's very fine. Yes, oh, indeed. Okay. It is one of those. Is, is your partner around? Is it worth going and telling them right now? Uh, he's at work, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Just go and pick it up some I'll, pancake I'll break the news equipment tonight. for the way home. All right. <laughs> well, that would be good. If you could film that, that'd be excellent. Uh, we'll catch you later, Olivia, because we've also got Sarah joining us. Hello, Sarah. Hey, guys. How you going? Not too bad. What's your random long hair? Well, I have a hair that grows out smack bang in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> um, <I really> oh, <laughs> we call that the unicorn in the long <laughs> hair. Unicorn hair, in yes. In the long hair <laughs> industry. Yeah, so. That's what it gets, yep. And it just goes straight out as well. Yes, definitely straight out. And um, what the previous caller said about where the light hits it just right, mm. sometimes it can grow like quite long without me even noticing that it's sort of popped back into existence. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, middle of your forehead. I'm assuming this is above the unibrow territory and like above smack bang unibrow. on the on the cranium there. Right in the middle. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Do you right. also take care of it, or are you a bit more harsh when you notice it trying to get up and wiggle about? I feel like it's one of those have a laugh when you see it. Um, jokes over. Pull it out now. <laughs> oh well, oh, you're so not you going to do good entering do. the uh, the world long and wrong random hair championships. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been hanging around for a while. Um, I don't think it'll um, be there for that long to stick around for the championships. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, okay, so uh, in, when you're having a shower, does it reach your sort of eyebrows? Like, <laughs> no, does it reach your no. eye or anything? Okay, no <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. Not that noticeable. All right, well, keep, keep up the good work there, Sarah. <laughs> Appreciate you having a chat to us. Thanks, guys. But get in touch. What's your random long hair? We'd like to enter the Olympics. We do, of course, have prize for the overall longest hair, but we'd really love to acknowledge people in, in certain categories. You know, of course, you got, you'd be up against me in the longest eyebrow hair category. Sarah would have the longest random forehead category. Uh, would we mm. stick to the face, Matt, would you say? No, no, not when there's just a world of incredibly normally hairless body parts that might be sprouting. Would you, um, I mean, is a hair coming out of a mole, is that like, is that like doping? Would you call that sort of illegal I mean, in the in the industry? <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, it's good to get those things checked out every now and then as well. Absolutely. So uh, we, we, we support, uh, we're very health conscious here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, Dyson, what do you? I'm just showing you my... Shoulder hairs. Let's get the tape measure out and measure these bad boys because I've got a clump in this mole of about oh, I don't five I don't or see that. six. Oh, that's getting up yeah. to that's four points. Oh, four point nine. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. <laughs> all right, fine. We'll leave it there. <laughs> but if you would like to join us uh, in celebrating the random long hairs, because there's a lot of random long hair shame, which I don't think that the world should be accustomed to, particularly with the, all the darkness going on. You know, we've got to celebrate these little wins, Matt O'Kine. Yep, doesn't matter if they're straight, curly, ziggy-zaggy, it don't matter. Yep. Uh, we want to make sure that we're here to embrace uh, 
your differences. Hey, massive thank you to Amelia Brace for jumping on board a call today. Goodness me, what a trooper. Sending uh, yeah, our best to her and everyone else in the States at the moment uh, going through these yeah, pretty, do I, do I say unprecedented times? Let's do it. Unprecedented times. Guys, we always love hearing from you as well. Get in touch. Matt.n.alex on Instagram. Or hit up our Discord. You can get the link through our Instagram as well. Nice little community going on there. Or just tell your friends to listen to Matt and Alex. We'd love that as well. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.